Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot. Hello and welcome to Jesus 101. I'm Elizabeth Talbot, and we continue with our mini-series on Christmas gifts. Obviously, our greatest gift is Jesus, who was born, and we celebrate His birth during the Christmas season, even though we don't know exactly when He was born. But uh, along with Him, we have many other gifts that God has given us, and we are studying some of the stories of His birth um, during this week. And uh, today is God's presence with us. And I want to start by telling you a little story. When I was a little girl, we used uh, public transportation a lot in Argentina. That's where I come from. And one night, we took the wrong bus with my mom. And it had the same number of the one we usually took, but this one was going somewhere else. I don't know exactly how that worked. But after a, a while, we realized that this was uh, not our territory. This was uh, completely different. So my mother said, we, we have to get down. I don't know where we are, but we're not going home here. And so we had to get off the bus and we were lost. And I remember this this uh, very distinctively because these were long blocks with no houses because they were like factories and it was dark and it looked really dangerous. Um, now, as an adult, I realize that this must have been a really difficult time for my mom. And she she told me to to repeat a verse with her and we kept repeating Bible verses as, as we went along. She eventually found our way back. But I remember for me, there was one assurance, and this was the assurance, that my mom was with me. That's all I needed to know. As long as my mom was with me, I knew she would find a way, and she did. God has given us the same assurance. Even though we might not be little children, we go through a lot of places that we don't recognize, that we don't know where we are, we don't know where we're going. And God, throughout the covenantal history in the Bible, you know, the story of redemption— he, has, he made a covenant to save us, and he keeps repeating, do not be afraid, and the reason not to be afraid is always the same, because I am with you. You might not be where you are, you might not know where you are, you might not know where you're going, but I am with you, says God. So trust me, just, just don't let go of my hand, that's it. God's presence is constantly repeated throughout the Old Testament. Even in the very, very known psalm, Psalm 23, uh, where David says, I will fear no evil. When I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. The presence of God is our only uh, antidote against fear, right? And so when we get to the birth of Jesus, we have a very interesting um, story as the first story that Matthew tells us of the birth of Jesus. And um, I'm going to start reading in chapter 1 of Matthew, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, which means that she was engaged with Joseph, which was a, a lot more um, of a formal ceremony than now it is on engagements. It, 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 it could only be broken by divorce. 
right, when you were engaged. So when she was engaged to Joseph, says the, st- the text, before they came together, which means that they had not had sexual relations yet, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Of course, uh, this had never happened before, and it has not happened since. So Joseph had a little hard time believing Mary that the Holy Spirit had impregnated her, right? And so she, he, he didn't believe her. And we are told here on verse 19, Joseph, her husband, because he was already called husband, even though you were not living together yet. Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. He planned to divorce her secretly because he could have uh, done uh, a really big public thing and they could have stoned her, et cetera, et cetera. But it says that, he was a righteous man, and when he encountered this problem, big problem, uh, decides, because he was a righteous man, to divorce her secretly. And God has to intervene. God has to tell him that that's not the way it is, that this is truly a miraculous uh, virgin birth, right? That this is gonna, this is truly a Holy Spirit pregnancy. And I am so glad that that Joseph had this problem uh, of confusion for a little while, because no matter how righteous you are, there will be a lot of times in a lot of places that you don't know what to do, and you're making a decision thinking this is the right one, and God has to intervene and communicate with you somehow to say, no, 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 it's not the right one. And I always tell people, you know, God has a PhD in communication. If you want to do his his will is his responsibility to show it to you. And in this case, he will send a, um, a dream to Joseph. Verse 20, I am in Matthew 1, verse 20. When he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So he had to do a, a supernatural communication. And then he went on. Um, t- uh, the angel of the Lord. And, and he said, verse 21, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus means Yahweh saves, the Lord saves. And so this is the name, verse 22. All this took place, says Matthew, to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. And then he will quote an Old Testament prophecy. Matthew has several of this that we call prophetic formulas where he says, what happened to the prophet back uh, in the Old Testament actually is going to be fulfilled in Jesus. And so he quotes this prophecy, verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Now, this prophecy is part of a very interesting story. So I'm going to take you there real quick. And this is in the book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, chapter 7. A lot is going on, and and, uh, the king of Judah um, hears that the other kings are coming against him to destroy Jerusalem. And he's afraid. I'm going to read to you Isaiah chapter 7, verse 2. When he was reported to the house of David, saying, the Arameans have camped in Ephraim, his heart, the heart of the king uh, that was uh, in charge of Jerusalem, and the hearts of his people shook as the trees of the forest shake with the wind. Have you been so afraid ever that that you are shaking the way that that the trees shake in the forest when there's wind? 
That's how afraid he was. And so the prophet is sent to give him a message. And verse 3 says that the prophet Isaiah finds him um, at the end of the conduit of the upper pool. Most of you might know that uh, Jerusalem didn't have, <clears throat> excuse me, didn't have any resources of natural water. So the pools that they had were very important to prepare for a siege. And all these kings are, are coming against Jerusalem, and the um, the prophet finds the king uh, surveying how much water they have, right? And he brings a message. Take care and be calm. Have no fear. Do not be faint-hearted because of these two stubs of smoldering firebrands. I like the way he calls the, the other kings that are coming against him. And says, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. And on verse 11, he says, he will give you a sign. You can ask for any sign that God is with you. And the king says, no, I don't want any signs. It looks like it's a pious thing to say. But is not because actually he had already decided to ask for help to the king of Assyria uh, to be able to fight these other kings. But God was saying, you don't need anybody else. I am with you. I am with you. And, and the king, uh, King Ahaz says, no, I'm not going to ask um, uh, any sign from the Lord. And the Lord says, even though you're not going to ask for a sign, I'm going to give you a sign that I offered you my help, my presence could have been with you all along. You don't need anybody else. And this was the sign that God gave Ahaz, verse 14. So I'm in Isaiah 7, 14. And this is the one that Matthew is quoting when the, the angel is talking to Joseph. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. So there was a, um, a fulfillment of this prophecy back then. We don't know if it was the son of the king that was called Emmanuel or the son of Isaiah that was uh, later on called Emmanuel or that if a bunch of women had uh, children and they were called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Matthew says the, uh, the ultimate fulfillment of this prophecy is Jesus, God with us. But can you imagine if, if a child was born uh, called God with us? Every time you fed the child, it would go, God, God with us, come over here. I'm going to feed you every time you change the diapers. Hello, God with us. Here, I'm going to change your diaper. Every time that they saw the baby, oh, God with us. <laughs> what a perfect sign that God had offered his help and that he didn't need to go get help from somebody else. Unfortunately, he didn't believe him, and he did get somebody else, which eventually um, turned really bad for, for, for Judah. But let me, let me say this. Um, when we get to Matthew 1, this promise that the, the, the Savior who was being born was fulfilling this uh, prophecy, Emmanuel, God with us, is probably the most amazing promise we have for times like these. You know, we are in the middle of crisis, whether it's a pandemic or a sickness or a relationship problem. This is the constant promise of God throughout the whole Bible that he is with us, that he is with us. At the end of the Gospel of Matthew, in Matthew 27, 46, Jesus is hanging on the cross because he came to die for us so that we could be with him eternally. And he says this, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is Matthew 27, 46. Um, what a paradox that this is Emmanuel, God with us, and he's hanging on the cross and saying, why aren't you with me? 
Well, God abandoned Jesus, and he felt abandoned anyways because he couldn't see his father at the moment, so that you will never be, because he, he was crucified in your place. So our Emmanuel was abandoned so that you may never be. That's the guarantee that God is with us. He was crucified in our place. And that's why it's beautiful how Matthew ends his gospel. Um, uh, this is what we call the book ends, right? Uh, a narrative sandwich, when something starts and ends in the same way. Matthew starts his gospel by saying, Emmanuel, God with us, and Jesus ends this gospel in the very last verse of the gospel, Matthew 28, 20, saying, I am with you every day until the end of the age. So, Emmanuel, God with us, and he says, I am with you every day until the end of the age. Soon we are going to see him face to face when he comes again for us. At the end of the Bible, in Revelation 21, 22, he talks about that time when there will be no more sin, no more death, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. And, and, and uh, Revelation 21, verse 3 says, God will be with us. He will dwell among us. He will be with us forever. But until that day, you have the promise of the presence of God with you. This is one of the greatest Christmas gifts, that not only did God become flesh to be with us and to die for us and to save us, but He's with us right now. He is with you. And so when you think about situations that are difficult, don't forget this. God is with you right now. You are not on your own. So maybe we can also join David, as he did in Psalm 23, saying, When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free.